Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, February 11th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Democratic impeachment managers laid out a comprehensive case of Donald Trump's actions leading up to the January 6th riot. Will it matter? Number two, will the $15 minimum wage be a part of COVID relief? And number three, we've got an interview with a contender for the Ohio Senate seat, Josh Mandel, the former treasurer of Ohio, that's instructive for how the race is shaping up. All right, Jake, let's dive into number one. Obviously, yesterday's testimony, gut-wrenching, chilling. There's a lot of words you could use. Democrats laid out a very effective case in terms of all the ways that Donald Trump basically incited this riot. Yeah, it, it would, it would, it's difficult, Anna, to make the argument with the straight face that Donald Trump had nothing at all to do with the uh, insurrection at the Capitol. I mean, you can't make that argument. I'd have a tough time um, taking someone seriously if they made that argument. Now, you could you could make the case that he wasn't afforded his due process, that it might be unconstitutional to uh, try a former president. All of those things are fine and well and good, and I understand that. And and you could make those arguments, and those are arguments that hold weight in the Senate, which is, by the way, a, not a, a court. It's not a legal trial. This is a political trial. But what the House Democratic impeachment managers did was they laid out a very, very intricate and detailed case about Donald Trump's efforts going back months before the election to say the election was fake and we need to fight if we lose, period. And people fought when they lost. (laughs) You know, this is not a we're not talking about a, a circuitous route here. Donald Trump said this. His people went and did it. Now, you could argue that his speech is protected and you could argue a whole host of things here, but you cannot argue that Donald Trump had nothing at all to do with the riot at the Capitol. I think one of the things that was really struck me, frankly, though, was how emotional it was for some of these senators, uh, Senator Mitt Romney, the Republican from Utah, just how close they came. They were seeing this footage along with all of us for the first time, and it was very dramatic. I don't think this probably changes anything. I think you probably agree with me on that, that basically the contours of this, as we've said on this podcast many times and a lot of other places that, uh, you know, was kind of the end game was already pretty much known um, from the beginning. But I do think that it was an emotional day and it will clearly go down in history in terms of laying out Donald Trump's role, whether or not he is impeached uh, by the Senate, which we don't think is going to happen. One more thing I would say, Anna, is that this forced senators, Republicans and Democrats, and frankly, reporters and staffers to relive that day, right? To relive that horrid, wretched day. They were on the floor watching this video, uh, watching the the day that, that, that you know, uh, impacted the Capitol forever, and uh, uh, will never be forgotten, but they were forced to watch it with sound and behind-the-scenes footage. So it was a particularly um, gut-wrenching and emotional day. All right, let's move on to the second story of the day. Uh, a, A very different story, but looking at the $15 minimum wage and whether it's actually going to happen, 
while this process of the impeachment trial is happening in the Senate, the House is doing the business to try to get Joe Biden's massive $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan into shape through the committee process. All of those kind of details that most people aren't paying attention to, but they are wrestling. Democrats are wrestling with a question. The $15 minimum wage, Anna, is not likely to end up in a budget reconciliation package. I hate to say it. It's very difficult. It's not going to pass the rules that it requires to get in that package. Um, So the question Democrats are wrestling with now is do they leave it in the House and send it to the Senate and let the Senate strip it out? Or do they um, let the or do they fold and take it out of the package now? I mean, listen, the fifteen dollar minimum wage has gotten uh, has a lot of support on the left. So this is really a a left versus uh, reality argument. And um, that's something that that Democrats are going to have to contend with over the next couple of weeks is that that reality that it probably won't end up in the bill uh, versus the energy on the left, which is going to be overwhelming. All right, and the number three story of the day, what is on Josh Mandel's mind? Josh Mandel is a guy that a lot of you probably have never heard of, the former Ohio treasurer. We got an interview with him, and there's been some buzz about his jumping into this race to fill Senator Rob Portman's Ohio Senate seat. He's one of many Republicans looking at this race. I thought your interview with him, Jake, was so instructive because sometimes at the national level on the coasts, right, a lot of people are still offended, you know, are offended by Donald Trump and the kind of Trump Republicanism. And there's a lot of talk about the future of the GOP. Josh Mandel clearly thinks that there is a very large lane for Donald Trump Republicans into the future. Yeah, that's right. Josh Mandel is going to be one of the uh, top candidates for the Ohio Senate seat. He has $4.3 million on hand. He has won statewide a number of times. He lost the Senate race in 2012 to Sherrod Brown, um, but he is a perennial candidate for statewide races, and he is tying himself very, very, very close to Donald Trump. He mentioned Donald Trump 18 times in a 14-minute interview, uh, and 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 that's a lot. <laughs> Wait, does he like Donald Trump? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was. It left me wondering whether he actually likes Trump. Um, so he he. I mean, traced his his support of Donald Trump back to 2016. He stuck with him after the Access Hollywood tape. He raised a half a million dollars for him in 2020. He said he's the only candidate who could bring out along the Trump base. The other candidates are Jane Timken, another Trump ally, who's the chair of the uh, Ohio Republican Party, and uh, Steve Stivers, who is going to try to take a more establishment lane here and uh, run as a um, not a moderate, but a conservative who is more traditionally in the mold of uh previous conservatives Josh Mandel doesn't think much of that here's an interesting point and I asked him if he was going to support Mike DeWine the Republican governor who has been you know at times in cro- crosswise with Donald Trump and Mandel wouldn't answer but he did say he loved Ron DeSantis the Florida governor who's a close ally of Donald Trump just in case I hadn't gotten the message that he liked Donald Trump all right well thanks so much for listening hit that subscribe button leave us a rating and review you can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news have a great day and stay safe